This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. With 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by iGrill. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that allows you to monitor the temperature of your food and smoker or grill from up to 200 feet away. Using the free iGrill app for your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, you can set preferred temperatures, and your smart device will alert you when it's ready. It's perfect for cooking steaks to perfection or low and slow smokers overnight. Head to iGrillInc, that's the letter I, grillinc.com to learn more. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, the barbecue wood pellet choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. The perfect blend of two-thirds oak and one-third flavor wood gives you that right BTU burn and flavor that you're looking to get all over your meat with smoky goodness. Visit BBQRSDelight.com. And by Arno Smokers, a custom pit builder using innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been the home to Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning both on the design level and the quality of craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. Please get in contact with Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com or Tony at Tony underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com or visit their main website, R, the letter N, the letter O, R-N-O, Smokers.com. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you're really going to love, cooking with pellets. Green Mountain Grills are widely available across the country. Top-of-the-line manufacturing, but not the highest in price. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get started on your pellet adventure today. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
All right, folks. Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. Oh, it's the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Rapidly becoming known. Wait, it is now known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. Really big barbecue central show. If you want to jump in at any point tonight, more than welcome to do so. 877-448-0433. You can also email if you would uh, like to do that instead. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are your two ways to get in touch with me. Everything else about the show you can find at the website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are uh, the ways to get in touch, to have fun. It's uh, frivolity and fun and all that great stuff all at the same time. Uh, I'm actually uh, trying to log into the chat room currently, and we'll see how that works out. Apologize if you get a little uh, background noise. I just cut myself off? No, there we go. All right, well, we'll uh, got to figure out somewhere where I can put this. Uh, let me know if something sounds awry, amiss, or whatever. Um, had a little issue with the uh, regular streaming software. Uh, evidently, there's a big issue with XSplit and having some type of hacking going on. And unfortunately, the email address that I registered with in that account a couple years ago I uh, got spammed out by the Googles. So, hey, I can't reset my password because I can't get into that email address anymore. Kind of happens, I guess. When you have 15 emails and you use one specifically, you know, I mean, everybody has it, right? You use the one email address as the spam for the stuff that you sign up for, but you really don't ever check it. Well, evidently, if you amass a whole bunch of crap, Google will shut it down. And I don't remember when I opened it or I don't remember anything about it. So, you know, if something goes awry, shoot me an email, uh, let me know you can't hear me, whatever the case may be, because we're on, like, the backup streaming software. Although it looks, you know, kind of familiar, it's, it doesn't have all the fun and uh, excellence that the uh, traditional one does. As a matter of fact, I'm, while I'm thinking about it right now, I'm going to go ahead and fix something. Uh, hold on one second. All right, we're back. Almost figured out we weren't going to be able to hear any of our guests there. Luckily, I was thinking ahead. Uh, here's what's happening on the show tonight, in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 11 minutes from now or so. You will find one, a recurring guest from last week, and the winner of the second annual Kingsford Invitational, Darren Warth, Iowa Smoky D's. Will be joining me to recap the events and uh, talk about all that great stuff that happened over in the New York cities. Uh, so looking forward to getting Darren's recapped after uh, kind of getting it handicapped last week. Uh, also coming up in about uh, 32 minutes from now. Uh, competitor for Kingsford Invitational, flip it around. you got to get judged, and fingers crossed, this will only be the fourth time we've tried to raise him up. Brad Orson from the Shed will be joining us. He was a judge at the Kingsford Invitational. And then we will move on to the second hour. Where the hell is my... What I do with the damn open? Man, it pisses me off. Uh, so we do have Dar uh, the Shed, Brad Orson. Then we'll move to the second hour. Uh, 
10.14-ish, so about an hour and 10 minutes from now, a radio, internet radio star lit, a budding TV star potentially, and uh, returning from the World Food Championships, Chad Ward, Whiskey Bend Barbecue, will join us. As you can tell, we're going to switch gears in the first hour from Kingsford Invitational. We'll go right into the uh, World Food Championships, what took place this past weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, rounding out the second hour, helping me close it down, they make super sexy pits, and they cook their asses off in Las Vegas. Oh, by the way, George Shore, pit maker, joins us. Wow. Doesn't get much better than that. So, if you want to jump in, when you can, I will try and fit you in, 877-448-0433. You can also, again, email the show if you want to, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and we'll take it from there. Uh, we are giving away a free iGrill Mini. If I can remember to do that, i got to get centered up a little bit. Uh, so if I can remember to, to give away that free iGrill Mini, I will fervently try to remember to do that. And uh, we'll give away some Sweet Smoke Q juice. We'll give away a $20 gift card to the Barbecue Superstore. So uh, tell all your friends and neighbors the show on. You can uh, The show is on. Facebook it tweeted. Get it out there. It's on Roku. Download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app on the uh, Roku app store and then uh, click the live feed. Uh, you can get it here, the bbqcentralshow.com for audio, and then the video is outdoorcookingchannel.com. And uh, those are the ways to consume the show. So hope you're looking forward to that. Uh, before we get going, a lot of you wondering and asking during the course of the week, you know, how did the move go last Wednesday? You said that you were uh, doing the last broadcast from the original Barbecue Central Radio Network studios, and that is absolutely the case. Uh, luckily, minutes after the show ended on Wednesday, I was able to firm up and secure a brand-new house in the interim for the show until the uh, the new palatial Barbecue Central Network Studios is finally built or finished being built. So a huge thank going out to Amy and Ed Levon and family of the Wycliffe Levons for letting me use their basement while we wait for the new studio to be completed. And who knows how long that's going to be. It's much appreciated that they uh, will actually allow me to use their estate twice a week to continue to put on this show for you folks. So please, uh, again, a round of applause for Amy and Ed. They have uh, two beautiful uh, kids as well, and they're basically just letting me run amok, if you will, in uh, in the basement. And really, the setup is great. It really gives me a lot of confidence that perhaps when our uh, house is uh, done being built sometime in 2017, that I'm going to have a, a great studio setup. I'm... So just being down here in the makeshift is uh, very exciting. Uh, I got the lighting all the way I've always ever wanted it to have. And you know, for the folks that never made it in to the uh, traditional old, old school studios now, old school studios, you might be surprised uh, exactly how. I mean, it, you know, you can't really tell with the way it looks in the background now. But you know, if you've ever seen what it looks like, and few of you have, McD, Billy Durag, Moms and Pops. Um, that really uh, might uh, be it as we run down the, the who's who has been in the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios. But, yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so last week I took an email, and I, I said it was John from China, and I was incorrect. However, very far away, it was John from South Japan. Wow. 
Thanks ever so much for the kind comments reading my name on the show. And Didi was a definite and total surprise, even though I'm not located in China, but it's uh, South Japan. Okay, so it's been nailed to Gary V with the Charbono, but still no clue as to the meaning or some kind of reference uh, inquiring minds want to know all that stuff. Is it a wine name, a type of person? Hell, I might have thought it'd be a combo between Sonny and Cher Bono's Chubby Dancing with the Stars, Fool Ass, or something kid. What? <laughs> Chaz Bono? Charbon? <laughs> yes, okay. Well, Charbono is a wine. That's uh, an actual kind of wine, John. So if you are ever in the fine... Uh, vintners of South Japan, ask for a Charbono. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, another question. When is Young and Patty going to be back in the Barbecue Central control room producing? All right. Well, John, now we can turn the tables. Uh, I don't have anybody named Patty. Bobby, you mean. Probably not Bobby. Uh, she was uh, summarily fired uh, about three weeks after she started the control room job. Uh, it only has anything to do with the fact that, you know, I don't want her staying up till 11 o'clock on Tuesday nights, which is a school night most months out of the year. And we started doing that right at the end of the summer, and it was a bad idea. So I don't see her coming in anytime soon. And then John has a question for Dr. Barbecue, and we'll save and uh, hold that off for tomorrow. We'll ask, we'll play a little Ask Dr. Barbecue, which reminds me, if you are interested in asking Ray Lampy something that has to do with the world of barbecue and grilling, I am more than happy to ask him for you as we have a weekly segment now on the Hump Day Barbecue Show, better known as Wednesdays. Ask Dr. Barbecue, a very famous segment uh, through print magazines and so forth, and now has been revived right here on the worldwide Internet on uh, Barbecue Central. We ask Dr. Barbecue any and everything every Wednesdays uh, right around that 9.10, 9.14 hour. So uh, give me your questions. AskDRBBQ.com is the place you want to go to do that. Thanks to uh, John in South Japan. Sorry, I made that mistake. Uh, Darren Worth coming up next. First, let me tell you about the longest-running sponsor of the show. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control technology, gang. If you're thinking about buying an automatic pit temperature control device, uh, why would you buy from anywhere else? These are the creators of this technology. And thank you, Amy. It makes no sense to me why you would want to consider buying this type of technology from somebody who didn't even make it. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to the website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and then uh, click on their little logo on mine, or just visit their website directly, thebbqguru.com, or call them toll-free, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And don't be intimidated. You know, I get a lot of questions folks saying, hey, you know, I don't really know uh, what kind of guru I should get. Uh, you know, don't ask me. You know, I'm a good source at, at kind of cattle herding you into the places that you might want to go or give first consideration. That's the best way to support the show. Uh, give first consideration to the sponsors. Uh, call them or email them or visit the website. Uh, they'll make sure they get you hooked up with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. And Maybe you're looking for a pit and an automatic pit temperature control device. No better one-two punch out there in the market right now when it comes to those two things as getting an Onyx oven cooker, which is doing very well, continues to do very well out there on the competition circuit, and getting one of the uh, many different models of automatic pit temperature control devices that the Guru has to offer. So, again, uh, the website, thebbqguru.com, and you can also uh, call them 800 288 
G-U-R-U. That's 800-288-GURU. And uh, we'll go from there. Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Absolutely it is. Got to go get one. Get two and give it as a Christmas gift. You, you'll be hailed for years to come as the guy that gave the best Christmas gift to, you know, Tim or Sally or whoever the hell it is. All right, uh, we're back with Darren Worth right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. We are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com if you want to jump in tonight. Uh, don't forget, coming up in about 22 minutes from now, we have uh, Brad Orson from The Shed. He is the uh, one of the judges on the panel Kingsford Invitational. Uh, however, my first guest tonight turns around to make a second's appearance in as many weeks, fresh off their win at the second annual Kingsford Invitational in New York City, let's go ahead and welcome back Pitmaster, and dare I say at this point, friend of the show, Darren Worth, Iowa's Smoky D's. Darren, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Darren. Appreciate you making time yet again this week to uh, kind of do the recap deal. And, you know, so what ends up being a, a very prophetic Rod Gray on this show last week, intimating that perhaps... You, Iowa Smokey D's, might be the team to beat coming up this past weekend and winds up ringing true. You know, when you actually arrive on scene, Darren, how did you find the setup? What was it like kind of being right there next to a big-ass ship? Well, it was a little it was a little difficult. Um, you know, it was kind of frustrating getting in. Um, I actually had a friend of mine and his wife drive our 40-foot trailer out, which Kingsford kind of gave us the permission at the last minute that we could bring out and cook out of our own element. Um, so we found him in the Lincoln Tunnel uh, with a 40-foot trailer at 5 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. So <laughs> with, a, with, with a 5 o'clock load-in time, uh, it was actually about 6.30 by the time we got him in. Um, so it was challenging, to say the least. And then as soon as we get in and we get the trailer parked, um, everything was fine. We're going to go catch this dinner. They come up and said, Oh, no, wait, we need to move the trailer four inches. You know, so we had, there was, there was a lot of, uh, going through. So finally, you know, I mean, the dinner started at seven o'clock for all the contestants and finally about eight thirty, quarter till nine, we get to the dinner. Uh, but once we got it in there, everything was wonderful. Did you, I mean, were you thinking as you're doing all these last minute adjustments that, something might be building against you at that point or you know, these are things that just happen at, at contests, whether it's a Kingsford Invitational or, you know, whether it's a Johnny Mom and Pop's barbecue contest in Nowhere, Alabama. These are just things that kind of you have to roll with during the course of the season. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I thought is, you know, what it's all about overcoming adversity. That's what I, 
you know, that's what I always say, you know, as, as we're coming out, I mean, I get up for, you know, on Wednesday morning, the trailer's going to leave. I meet the guy that's going to haul the, the trailer out for me and the truck won't start, you know, and I'm going, okay, here we go. The night before we're getting the trailer ready, I pull it back. Um, we load the pit back on to the trailer. I get home. I've got a flat tire on the trailer, you know? So it was just like everything last minute, everything's going wrong here. Okay, wait. It's all about overcoming adversity. Um, but you know what? I, you know, I've got a truck with brand new tires and brand new batteries and everything that actually got traded off today. So it really wasn't what I wanted to do, but it worked out. Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's, joining me here on the show. Uh, Darren, here in Cleveland, it was very windy all weekend long, especially like Friday night into Saturday. Uh, did you have similar weather conditions there at the docks? Yeah, we did. Um, it was, you know, it was probably 10 to 15, 20 mile an hour winds. Uh, it was cold. You know, it wasn't super cold. We did see a few snowflakes coming off um, once, but, you know, what was coldest as you're standing there filming the, the TV part of it, the intro, um, you know, and we're taking 10, 15, 20 takes over and over again. It got really cold sitting there. But as far as, you know, as far as cooking, you know, we started out the season cooking on a frozen lake and ice. So, I mean, it was just pretty much normal conditions for us. You know, I'm always fascinated by weather. I don't think weather is really talked about a lot, uh, especially, I guess, by, by me on these shows. And you know, early part of the year, you know, we might focus a little bit more on the southeast where it's traditionally a little bit warmer. But, you know, as you said, you started the year cooking on ice anyway. How much advanced study do you and Sherry do in regards to weather? You know, let's, I guess, specifically look uh, this past weekend. You know, this time of year in that location of the country, it can be a handful of different weather scenarios to prepare for. How do you go about it? Well, I mean, we, we watch the weather any contest all year long. I'm constantly, as soon as I'm done with one contest and I know I'm going to the next, I've got the weather channel up and I'm looking at that 10-day forecast. I'm looking at, hey, what's going on? Um, what are we going to run into? What do we need to prepare for? I mean, we're lucky that we cook out of a really nice trailer, um, that weather doesn't affect us too much. But probably our biggest effect of the weather this weekend was, you know, I brought enough wood, and we burn on the jamble and burn all wood. Um, I brought enough for about a contest and a half. And what I found was with the wind blowing uh, and everything, about 1030 on Saturday morning, I was out of wood. Really? You know, here I am, three, I'm three-quarters of the way through the contest, and, and I'm sitting there going, okay, now I'm out of wood, so am I going to move over to charcoal and burn all charcoal? Because, of course, there was plenty of charcoal around. Um, in the meantime, I send Sherry over to Rod Gray, and, you know, we beg a log or two away from Rod just because that's kind of what we do, and Rod's always, you know, our good luck charm when he loans us stuff. And then I'm right next to Tuffy Stone, and, and Tuffy says, hey, Darren, forget about the camera. I've got tons of wood here. You take whatever you want. So, you know, Tuffy was gracious enough, and we probably stole six or eight um, sticks of wood from Tuffy um, to be able to finish the contest, you know. So that's the kind of camaraderie that was going on that helped us get through it. You know, so great camaraderie for sure. You know, if you decided – or if you had no other option, or you were amongst a-holes and they said you can't use any wood, and you were forced to go to charcoal, as you mentioned, you know, I'm sure there's a plethora there to use at will. But do you have to account at that point for any type of a different flavor profile that's going to be put on to what you were uh, anticipating? 
Well, if it would have been earlier, yes. But at that point, I mean, we're pretty much we're pretty much wrapped up. You know, we've you know the the ribs are all in foil and the pork and the brisket and you know the weather conditions were um, they were causing quite a few things. You know, with Jambo, you only have so much room on that pit. And at one point, uh, we had all four categories on the pit still. Um, everything was running behind. Um, the pork seemed to come off early. Um, but the briskets, I mean, my briskets, my ribs, my ribs took 45 minutes longer. My brisket, I had one brisket that I turned in that we actually won with that came off 15 minutes before turning time. And it probably shouldn't even have came off, but I took it off anyway, just to give it a little rest time. So it wasn't a smooth cook at all for us. I, you must've had the uh, worst luck with, well, not worst luck, but as far as briskets getting ready. Cause I remember when we were out at, uh, in Oklahoma, on the day of turn-in, that was another day where your brisket just did not want to get it to where you felt comfortable with. I mean, you end up doing well at that competition too, but man, I've never uh, heard of a guy that's got briskets that just don't want to seem to get where you want them to get. Well, you know, you call, I mean, this was our 37th contest of the year, you know, and, and we get through, you know, 35 of these contests and that brisket acts the same week in and week out. You know, I can almost time it down to the minute. And then we get to here, you know, and all of a sudden it wants to act weird. I'm trying to take that brisket up into the 205, 206, 207 range, you know, and here I am, you know, 20 minutes before turning, I'm at 194. That brisket's been in the foil since, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm going, what is going on here? And I'm trying not to probe it. I'm trying to stay out of the pit, trying to get some temp out of it. Um, I put a probe in it. It feels okay. It doesn't feel exactly where I want it to be, but I knew importantly that it had to rest for a little bit of time, even if that was going to be 15 or 20 minutes. And I tell you, once we got out of the foil and, and rested it, it was, it was one of the best briskets I'd cooked all year long. Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's, uh, joining me, talking about the big win at the Kingsford Invitational this past weekend. Darren, you mentioned that you know one of the advantages that some of these other teams had going into this past weekend was experience working in TV, cameras in their faces, producers asking a thousand questions, doing the retakes, you know, the list goes on. In the end, how did you and Sherry feel with that whole process and that aspect of the event? Well, they made it really comfortable. I mean, right from the beginning, you know, the first thing you do is they throw a mic on you and say, here you go, um, you know, and, and then you know, Tuffy and Rob both showed us how do you turn off the mic if you want to get away from it, <laughs> which, you know, Sherry did about 10 times, and they, you know, she'd shut it off, and about five minutes later, they'd come, hey, sure, we need to look at your mic. Oh, I forgot to turn it back on, you know, that type of stuff. And then it became kind of the attitude of you just pretended like they weren't there. We tried to film, um, you know, the, you know, to kind of back up the guys from Shigan and Grinnan that were in the Kingsford Invitational last year said, you know, he says, the one advice I'll give you is just cook your cook. They'll try and get a shot. Do not interrupt your cook or wait 10 minutes for them to get a shot if you've got something to do. And so we kind of took that attitude, but we were also proactive about it. So when they wanted to take a shot, when we were getting ready to wrap our brisket, you know, we'd tell them five minutes ahead of time, hey, in five minutes, I'm going to wrap my brisket. And we'd be pretty proactive about it. And they'd come running with a the camera. They'd be all set up and ready to go. So they really didn't interfere with us too much just because we, we played the game with them. We played the game of, Hey, I'm going to let you know when I'm going to do something. 
and they were prepared ahead of time. And if there was something that we really needed to do and they didn't have a camera there, that's fine. It just wasn't going to make the TV. All right, Darren. So Tuffy ends up winning the uh, portion of the the one bite challenge. You know, five thousand dollars up for grabs, uh, and I believe it was uh, everybody had to use uh, steak uh, in the uh, that was like the in common ingredient. Is that correct? Yes. So he ends up winning it. Was there a feeling amongst the other teams at that point, whether it was verbalized or was just kind of looks across the crowd like, man? This guy is just on a hell of a roll right now. He's winning one by challenge. He's probably going to take this whole thing through this weekend, or was it way too early for that kind of thinking? Oh, no. I mean, Rod Gray and I sat in the corner and <laughs> and had a conversation that, oh, boy, we're in trouble now, you know, with with Tuffy. And, and especially the next day when Tuffy came out and had a pretty good cook, Tuffy was a little worried about his brisket that it wasn't where he wanted to, but he was pretty confident in the other three categories. So, you know, we were thought we were in trouble. You know, as we went through this thing, you, you, the thing that's constantly going through your mind is, is this really rigged? Is it? Is somebody going to win? Is it already a predetermined winner? And am I going, you know, spend some thousands of dollars to get to New York City for somebody else to win? And that's kind of that feeling you get. You just, you're going through this thing and really the feeling that I had all the way up until they called our name. <laughs> so, you know, Friday night into Saturday, just like a regular contest for you in regards to meets being turned in the next day, we talked about uh, last week, would there be any changes from the flavor profiles given the judging panel that was going to be there versus what you might see on a typical weekend? You said you weren't going to, you said you were going to stick with what you would normally do. Did you kind of change it up last minute or you just stick with what you do? No, we stuck with what we do. Um, we got a little, we were a little nervous um, on Friday night. Um, we went to a, a cook's dinner, um, or Thursday night, should I say. And one of the judges um, stood up, Amy Mills stood up, and, and talked about, you know, cooks trying to be creative and don't don't get stuck inside the box about normal KCBS or normal IBCA rules that, you know, where there was kind of freedom. And and we were taking that, the contestants is, oh, crap, do we need to shake this up and do a lot of different stuff? And then we, um, you know, we asked that conversation in the cooks meeting on Friday, and we kind of pushed them a little bit on it, saying, hey, are we going to be judged down for doing our normal stuff? Um, and, you know, Chris Lilly kind of as the head judge, you know, sat down and went through that and said, no, you're not going to be, you just need to turn in the best possible barbecue. You know, so that kind of put us at ease a little bit more than we were throughout Thursday night going, oh boy, do I need to, you know, find chicken breast here? Do I need to do something funky with my pork and, and all types of things. But, you know, we just cooked our normal cook, you know, everything we've been doing all year long, we just, we turned in the same exact thing. Darren Worth is my guest. Uh, Darren, we can skip through all the buildup, you know, getting to the end. You know, we'll see that early spring on TV when the TV version of this deal comes through. But, you know, thinking back on all the wins this year and everything that you've accomplished, getting your name called for this one, how does it stack up against the rest? Well, I th- I'd say this stacked up there, um, you know, right up there with the Royal. Of course, the Royal had been my you know, dream. That was my goal. That's my goal every year is to get that Royal open. Um, you know, so that was a bigger accomplishment, I think, than this. But as far as spectacular wins and the atmosphere, 
I mean, being on the flight deck of the U.S. Intrepid up on the top deck with New York City in the background, the wind's blowing, it's cold, the cameras are everywhere. I mean, it was just, it was a crazy, crazy experience. You know, we were uh, corresponding a little bit uh, over the last couple of days trying to get this thing set up, and you know, I said, hey, uh, is, is there something that you want to promote, or is there something new that's going on that, that you'd like to get out? And you kind of wrote back, and, and, and what I guess I found, I kind of knew it was happening, but I didn't realize it until you kind of pointed it out. And I guess for the folks who don't know, and I'm sure many do, but Shad Curtin, pitmaster of a boy in his barbecue, is also uh, your business partner with the restaurants. So you go do a quick scan, and you see between Iowa Smokey D's and a boy in his barbecue, there's a win at the American Royal, there's a win at the Kingsford Invitational, there's reserve grands at the Sam's Club Final, the Jack Daniels. Pretty impressive considering, you know, you guys like aren't in cahoots in the back of the kitchen uh, teaming up with recipes and stuff. I mean, you guys are separate characters altogether. Yeah, we are, and, and we do not share anything. I mean, we make <laughs> our own sauces at home. If we order rubs in, we send them to our house. I mean, we are just that way. We are so competitive against each other. I share more a lot with other teams around the country than I ever thought about sharing with Shad. We are just so competitive, and I know that we're cooking two off-the-wall, totally different brisket recipes that we scored way up there in the Royal. He won the Jack with. I won the Kingsford Invitational with. I mean, it's just crazy, and it's just the same you know, but it's it's totally different. The briskets come out of the same coal, but, you know, our recipes I know are just totally, totally different. Is there almost like an added satisfaction or a benefit for you when you see him do well, when he sees you do well, knowing that there's really no collusion between you two? They're completely off-the-wall stuff compared to one another, uh, but in the end they're both winning? <laughs> there is a little bit. I think when we're in our first few years of our partnership, uh, He'd win something or I'd win something, and we'd look at each other and go, yeah, you know, okay, whatever. And they won again, <laughs> you know, that type thing. But, you know, as our as our relationship has developed over the years and we've become closer and closer as partners and, you know, everybody kind of understands their place in the business, um, you know, there really is. We're just as excited for Shad and Angie as, as they are for us. All right, Darren, so uh, I don't know what you, we have going over the next couple of weeks if you're going to be making the press down to the southeast like a lot of other people, uh, but there is you know, a really big one left on the docket for uh, Iowa Smoky D's, of course, which would be that second annual King of the Smokers Invitational. That'll be December 6th and 7th in Laquina, California. Now, from all accounts, one of the best events of all time last season, and it was a first-timer to boot. How much are you looking forward to getting out there with 23 of the best other cooks in the country and really seeing who's best of the best in that regard? Yeah, that's going to be, I tell you, that is going to be the toughest challenge of the year. You know, and we're looking forward to being right in in the thick of things. You know, last year I I played around a little bit with that event. We went to that event. Um, I hadn't used a lot of Big Papa's rubs. I'd used a little bit of them but hadn't used them. And when I went out there, I said, you know what, I'm going to cook that event and I'm going to use 100% of his rubs instead of doing what what I had done all year. And it it kind of bit me a little bit. You know, I didn't get any top five calls, but I think we finished 14th out of that field. Um, But now I think things are going to be a little different, you know, going out this year. We're going to cook our normal cook, which, of course, include a lot of Big Papa's rubs this year. You know, now that we've seen how to use them in the combination, um, of what's there. So we're really looking forward to it. It's, 
you know, well, there's a lot of uh, things going on. You know, we're going to have a little golf tournament with the golfers ahead of time um, out there. You know, I figured we needed to let Tim Grant win at something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's suffering this year. <laughs> well, it's certainly going to be a lot of fun to to look at and see how that kind of rolls out again. That'll be December 6th and 7th. Uh, Darren Worth, the pitmaster of Iowa's Smoky D's, uh, just won the Kingsford Invitational second annual this past weekend. Uh, so to add that to the heap of wonderful things that the team has done this year. Darren, always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see what happens with King of the Smoker. Maybe we'll be talking to you sooner than later. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Craig. All right, Darren, take care. There he is, Darren Worth. Iowa's Smoky D's. Smoky D's Barbecue. I'm saying that correctly. SmokyD'sBBQ.com. SmokyD'sBBQ.com. I look big there. Damn. I didn't have like zero time to adjust all camera angles and everything. Damn. Damn spam. Oh, I didn't do my uh, succulent transition. Second longest running of the sponsor, uh, second long running sponsor of this show, right here. More is better. Too much is just right. Tasty Licks Barbecue. Sauces, rubs, grills, smokers, everything for the outdoor chef. Visit tastylicksbbq.com or you can tell him, uh, tell him or call him. Toll free 800 677 2882. 800 677 2882. And it's your one stop shop, folks, if you are looking. Take it from me. You know, you live in certain areas of the country. You uh, you think you might be in a great area of outdoor live fire cooking, but you don't really have the outlet for a lot of the accessories or maybe some of the nuts and bolts, the cookers, uh, the smokers, the grills, a selection of grills that maybe only have a place that only sells one kind. You're going to have to get on the Internet. You're probably going to start pooping your pants a little bit because you've heard terrible stories on the internet and how certain purveyors take your money at will and they never give you what you paid for don't worry you don't have to worry when you're dealing with fred bernardo over tastylicksbbq.com all of his stuff is in stock it's ready to ship to you promptly if you are a fan of the big green egg you know i don't know if anybody in the country gets the same type of big green egg treatment well unless you are uh, dr barbecue ray lampy I don't know any other seller, retailer of the Big Green Egg that gets products and accessories made specifically for him. He goes and finds these people and says, hey, think about making this. Think about making that. So they do, and then they sell them to Fred. Then he vends them off to you. It's a great symbiotic relationship, and you need to support it. So that's why I ask you to go over to TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. Or, again, you can call toll-free. 800-677-2882, 800-677-2882. If Fred doesn't answer the phone, a lot of times he will. Uh, You might get Toby or one of the other knowledgeable sales staff there. Ask them any question you want. They'll make sure that you get the exact product that you need. It's going to ship to you promptly, and prices are always fair. TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. All right, we're going to turn it around and get a judge's point of view, the Kingsford Invitational, with Brad Orson right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, All right, 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, my next guest is the head shed head and was part of the judges panel at the Kingsford Invitational this past weekend. Here to give us all a different look on the competition is the man with the hat, Brad Orson, joining me here on the show. Bradley! Hey, what's up, brother? Man, it's all good. Sorry about missing you a couple times, but I sure am glad to be with you tonight. Well, I'm very happy that you uh, were able to make time. There's no kids falling in rivers or anything like that. Can't have that. Yeah, that's the truth. Although it is cold in Mississippi, and I will not use that as an excuse. Uh, well, uh, it's not probably not 32 degrees like it is here in Cleveland, so let's not get into how cold it is. Yeah, another valid point. <laughs> uh, Brad Orson joining me here on the show. The ShedBBQ.com is the website if you want to check them out. While we're talking here a little bit, uh, Brad, you were at the first Kingsford Invitational a year ago. Uh, back at it again this past weekend. You know, on the whole, how do you compare the two events? Was the one uh, last year better than the one this year, vice versa? Or do they stand as kind of separate events? How do you see it? For sure, uh, last year, you know, Melissa Cookston swept the competition. She took three out of four categories and the one-bite challenge. Where this year, I mean, you got Tuffy Stone and Smokey D's and Three Eyes Barbecue, um, Sweet Swine of Mine. I mean, are you kidding me? I think these guys practiced because there was a first place, a different person in every category. Totally different. Who was on the judging panel? There was you, obviously, uh, so you were back for your second year, but uh, were there any other repeat judge from last year, and who were the new ones? Yes, uh, Amy Mills uh, was a return guest. Uh, the champion, Melissa Cookston. Um, let me see. Ed Williams. I'm sorry, Ed Mitchell. Yeah. And uh, there's a guy named Douglas who is a – uh, a Latin cuisine chef, and he really bought, brought a whole new level of knowledge to the playing field or the judging field, and it was an, it was an awesome panel this year. All right, so uh, a panel of five judges this year, and you know, for the one-bite challenge, I was just talking with Darren Worth here before we jumped on with you, and you know, here's a guy, you look back in August, he won the American Royal Invitational, he turned around a couple weeks later, and he won the Jack Daniels. I don't think that's ever been done in the history of competition barbecue to date. And, you know, certainly he rolls right in the Kingsford Invitational, takes one-bite challenge, and people are probably like, oh, man, here we go again. He's going to grab this one over the weekend. Uh, everyone had to incorporate steak for one-bite challenge. That was like the rule up front, right? That's right. So Yeah, and there was so many variations. It was across the board. Um, it was just it was excellent. That was a hard one to judge. You know, as a judge, and obviously you're a competitor as well, and we'll kind of flip the script here on you in a minute, but as a judge, when you know there's going to be stake involved, do you try with every fiber of your being to try to not expect something to be in front of you? Uh, or perhaps conversely, as a judge, are you just excited to see what's going to get put in front of you? Well, this year the one by challenge um, was sponsored by Walmart, and they gave them three different cuts of steak. 
so where you're right, I did have my opinion about what might be coming in those boxes, but you know what? It was only my opinion what I might have done. And I'll tell you, every single one of those boxes surprised me and took my taste buds to a whole nother level. So what was the uh, scoring system like? Are you, uh, you're not uh, required by law not to tell me. Can you tell me what the scoring system was like? The scoring system, um, actually there was one more judge, um, the five that I mentioned, and Chris Lilly was the oh. tiebreaker. All right. So he was also the host, and uh, he got to actually rank from the first all the way down. And with our scoring system, we went from one to five on the one-bite challenge and from one to 13 on the other four categories. Now, were you uh, mandated to start at a certain number and then work up or down, or is it just kind of go wherever you want? The Kingsford people that put that competition on trusted us. They brought us in because of our knowledge about barbecue, and they trusted us, and it was really refreshing. They wanted us to go at it. They let us talk for about 30 minutes after we scored, so we actually got to talk on camera, and I think that's a little bit different than last year. When people see this show, they'll actually go, oh, wow, now I see why they won. Tuffy wins this portion, as I mentioned a couple minutes ago. Do you recall his specific turn-in, and perhaps were there other ones that maybe, you know, while he won it, did you think that there were other ones personally that might have been a little bit better than his? Yes, definitely. I'll tell you, with the one bite challenge, uh, they were all top-notch. Now, with the other categories, it was a little bit iffy. There was a couple entries that I expected to be, they were the prettiest when we looked at them. And you know what? When we got to tasting them, it's all about flavor, and it just wasn't there. So some of these competitors might be like, oh, I was afraid of that. And you know what? It's on the air, and it happened. Brad Orson joining me here on the show. The ShedBBQ.com is the website if you want to check it out. Brad, in regards to Tuffy, you know, was it odd seeing him on the other side of the table this year? Uh, he was a judge at the very first Kingsford Invitational out there in Missouri, but this time he was cooking this time around. A uh, little bit different to see him uh, not next to you and turning in to win? It really was. Uh, I saw how emotional he was and also the crowd at the American Royal when they announced Tuffy as the winner. I mean, he could hardly he could hardly pull it together on that stage, but I mean – Hell, he had a crown and a big robe, the big trophy, and the money. So, yeah, he was walking in as the big baller. He had the biggest target on his back the whole entire weekend. Did you like the fact that this time around for One Bite Challenge, there was a common-themed ingredient? You know, compared to last year, it was just kind of a free-for-all, whatever the teams wanted to do. Uh, it was more or less up to them to, to bring it. I do, and I I believe that uh, Kingsford and also the uh, current team and the Discovery Network, they've got their stuff together. You know, they they know what they're looking for, and they know what a lot of these competitors can put out. So they've really got it pegged. Um, Yeah, being that it was steak, all the judges were able to wrap their, their, you know, eyeballs and minds and flavor buds. Flavor buds, that's a new word, right? (laughs) But, you know, last year, uh, Melissa... Cookston from Yazoo Delta Q, she was the only one that turned in a bacon-wrapped shrimp stuffed with a cream cheese and jalapeno. And this year, you know what? Tuffy won that one-bite challenge, and it was a perfectly cooked, like, inch-and-a-half New York strip 
with browned butter bacon on top of it, and the bacon was just as crispy as can be. And then he had taken a balsamic and reduced it down. So not only did he turn in the best product, he transformed every ingredient. Yeah, using his uh, trained chef culinary skills, no doubt, uh, with that dish and reaping the rewards of the tune of $5,000. Uh, and then, of course, that extra point, which everybody wanted as well. That's kind of why you do it. You know, end of the day, Iowa Smoky D's wins out, takes the $50,000 grand prize. In your opinion, did he have the best meat that day overall? He did. It, uh, you know, it's all double-blind judging. Um, you know, Mark was sweet swan of mine. He was the only person that turned in a whole hog. So he took the hog category. And I think Iowa Smoky D's kind of, I think they might have taken a third or fourth place in pork, but all of the other ones, it was a su- surprise to me. And uh, to see Smokey D take that money, I know Tuffy, Sweet Swan of Mine, all of the guys were so proud. And they did it with a two-person team. The Shed, Brad, uh, obviously is a competitive barbecue team, or they have that element uh, amongst the business brand itself. You know, is there a part of you, I mean, you're the pitmaster of that team, would you rather be turning in? Than judging, so you could get a shot at that cashish. I'll tell you what. Next year, I'm fighting for my rights, just like the Beastie Boys used to say. I'm gonna be competing in that yes. competition, Bring and it. I'm coming in guns blazing, baby. <laughs> and I think everybody should try to be there. It's the best of the best. And you know what? Iowa Smoky D's takes the cake. Brad Orson joining me here on the show. Look, Brad, barbecue is on TV like more and more. Uh, the Shed has or, uh, or had their own show this year. You know, from many accounts in the barbecue world, you guys had a really well-done show. People really seem to like it and connect with you guys on many different levels. Uh, you've been on a lot of, like, one-off shows and competition shows, but how was it actually having a show based around you, the family, and the brand? It's, it's refreshing. Uh, it's nice to see a food network who is a very processed uh, network you know it's recipe driven so for them to venture out and say hey orison family the shed show us what you're doing uh that was an honor and uh you know they haven't announced the second season yet but they told us to make sure that the emails keep rolling in the food network and uh you know what it's looking good we still got a dog in the hunt did you see a pickup in receipts while the show was on and, and perhaps are you getting a residual effect from it uh, from this day as far as business at the at the uh uh, brick-and-mortar locations? Yes. Yes. Yeah, brick-and-mortar lightly. It's more like pallet and screws and old <laughs> nails and rusty tin. But, uh, yeah, the difference is people would get out of their car, come in, eat, get fed at the shed, and then they would take a picture on the way out. Now people are getting out of their car, taking a picture, and then going to eat. So there's definitely a lot of the receipts are way up, um, and we're just so blessed to have that opportunity. You know, I guess uh, there could be a good contingent of the listening centralites here, whether they're doing it live right now, tonight, uh, or uh, you know, the majority get it on podcasts at convenience, whether they're uh, commuting to work. Uh, you know, If they're not asked, maybe they've heard the shed, maybe they've uh, eaten there, but they really didn't get a scoop on what the lowdown is history-wise. Uh, if you could, just for the last couple minutes, kind of you know, refresh us on how the whole thing got started. And you know, it is a family affair at the shed. That is the truth. It all started with uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Then we cooked for Man vs. Food. We did Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations, Travel Channel, uh, Best in Smoke. Uh, had an opportunity to be um, 
a judge on Pitmasters, which Food Network wouldn't let me do, which made me pretty much cry. <laughs> but it's really just an opportunity. You know, barbecue is hot. It doesn't, it's not about the shed. It's not about my family. It's about the old school nostalgia that's smelling that charcoal and that wood and the meat cooking on the grill. That's really the feeling that the television wants right now. So anything I can do to get more barbecue on TV, whether it's my show or somebody else's, I'm going for it. I mean, this is our passion, right? Why not see more of our friends on TV? Do you think that maybe your show might have a little bit more of an intrinsic element in the fact that you know, it's. I guess it'd be different if it was like Brad and your buddy from college, and you know, some other Jamoke that you hired, and it's it's TV show and it's a show around this barbecue restaurant. But it's you, it's your sister, it's your mom, it's your dad. Um, I think nowadays, and I kind of I'm kind of tied into Duck Dynasty real quick. I don't think people like Duck Dynasty because they're making duck calls because they're not. Uh, they're around their family and they're eating together at the end of every show and they're praying together and there's this whole big like want to get back to that family dynamic that I think you know you guys kind of encompass and show off in the barbecue aspect of that and I think that's why people really like to gravitate to the show that is the truth uh, and you know that's the good thing about food network they're a very wholesome network and also the shed is wholesome we've had the same thing on the menu for 13 years, never changed it. We do the same thing every day, and we have a good time with it. Um, and we're that close. They say for every person that emails Food Network, it's worth 10,000 opinions. Wow. So if anybody, anybody wants to email Food Network, it would be greatly appreciated and worth a cold beer at Memphis in May this year. There you go. Uh, you guys uh, pretty much done out for the rest of the season as far as competitions are concerned and just going to be uh, focusing on the business? We are. We've been uh, out of town every weekend um, since we finished filming uh, in the 1st of August. And we're looking for a great family Thanksgiving. And uh, I've got a bunch of young kids. And yeah. while I'm out of town, I'm missing them grow up. So we're going to do some wrestling this weekend. There you go. Brad Orson is the head shed head. Go get fed at the shed for crying out loud. Visit theshedbbq.com for more information. Find a location. If you're going to be in that neck of the woods, Brad, great to chase you down. Finally, appreciate you coming out tonight, man. Thank you so much. Keep Keeping barbecue alive, baby. Hey, all right, there he is. Brad Orson. Gets the, that's the uh, catchphrase, right? Get fed at the shed. Hey, everybody, get fed at the shed. Who's Fred? Um, David, over and under, him showing up 100%. 100%. I knew he was going to be in town, uh, in the very cockles of my heart. Perhaps even the sub-cockle region of my heart, I knew that he was going to be in. Um, we're going to give away a $20 gift cert. We sure are. Got to make sure that I'm uh, actually ready to do that here in a second. All right. And so get ready for that. Thanks to Brad Orson from The Shet. Uh, folks, one of the newest sponsors of the show is Arno Smokers. They are a custom pit builder. They do offset cookers. They do uh, vault-style cookers. Vaults becoming more and more popular these days. We talk a lot on the show with you know the big-name custom pit builders and uh, certainly Arno rising up and becoming one of those uh, top-tier or tier-one-level pit manufacturers out there. Uh, but the good thing is this. you know You're not going to be paying a huge amount of money 
And perhaps more importantly, you know, while the quality is there, the innovation is there, the design is there, the lead time, the wait time, the 57 uh, weeks of, okay, I'm going to order my pit on January, and I'm going to pick it up in August, okay? We're not talking about huge wait times at this point. Uh, but you need to get in touch with the folks that are going to make it happen. Uh, so I recommend getting in touch with Tony Belay, T-O-N-Y, Tony underscore Belay. Uh, no, Tony underscore R-O Smokers at Yahoo.com. That's Tony underscore R-O Smokers at Yahoo.com. Uh, you can also check out their Facebook page which is uh, you know, one of their main points of communication. You can find that a couple different ways. You can visit my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And then on that main page, down off to the bottom right, there's a little logo. Click on that, and that will redirect you to their Facebook page. You can also find it on my website by visiting the Sponsors tab or by visiting the Links tab. Either one of those pages, once you click on the RNO hyperlink, it will get you over to their Facebook page. They have giveaways that are going on all the time over there, I think one or two a week, you know, just like me. Hey, you listen during the show live you get the opportunity of winning stuff because i appreciate you guys they're doing the same thing they're appreciating their customers their potential customer base and giving away some free barbecue stuff with the people that they have partnered up with and you can do that by visiting their facebook page again uh, just go to my website and then click on their logo on the main page or you can go to the sponsors or the links pages on my website click on Arno smokers and that will link you right over to their facebook page you're off and running Arno smokers proud sponsor of the show happy to have all right, uh, we're back to do the iGrill giveaway. Mm, giddy. Stick around. We'll be right back. Can you feel it? A different generation. Now, the time on the show when you give, give, give stuff away. Gonna give it away for free at no cost. So get ready to send that email right, 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 right now. All right. You can win a free iGrill uh, Mini. iGrill Mini. Hold on a second. Got to find an image. Look at that guy. He is ominous. I'm going to use that one right there. Wow. Looks like a friggin' professional. Uh, to win the free iGrill Mini, you need to send me an email. And in the subject line, get fed at the shed. Get fed at the shed. Easy enough. Everybody should be able to do it. And I'm sure you will too. Get fed at the shed. First one in gets the free iGrill Mini. And that is courtesy of iDevices.com. That's the letter I, Devices, Inc. Sorry, I, Devices, Inc. I, Devices, Inc. Dot com. And uh, you get the free iGrill Mini. Get fed at the shed. I know I would. Good luck. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
All right, we're back, 877-448-0433. Greg, oh, what? That was Darren. That's me. Soon enough, it'll be this guy. Watch out. Little teaser. Uh, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. You see it right there on the ticker, 877-448-0433. Oh, let's see. Yeah, all right, let's go to the emails. Winner of the iGrill Mini. Get fed at the shed. Basic Patrick wins. Boom. Wow, look at that guy. Beating out 15 other people. And if I look through the 16 seconds separates winner from last place. Wow. Wow. Very impressive. Oh. going on now all right easy enough uh we got a huge second hour coming up um i still have no idea how i'm going to figure out the other aspect of the thing that i'm not telling you about but that's all right. you don't worry about that i'll worry about it Thanks to Brad Orson and Dan, Dan, Darren Warth from Iowa's Smoky D's for coming on. Wendy didn't win. Adam didn't win. Matt didn't win. All you guys didn't win. Oh, uh, Brad Orson weighing in real quick. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Sauces are on about 4,000 shelves across the country. Mix of spicy vinegar, sweet southern one, Memphis and May. Half and half. Mix might regret telling people, but screw it. Mix the spicy vinegar. Mix the sweet southern. Half and half. You have a Memphis and May winning sauce. Chad, thank you. That's your stuff you gave me. Uh, Basic Patrick, send me your shipping info so I can get that off to uh, iGrill. You might be put on a waiting list. So, you know, don't have quick expectations of a speedy delivery. This product technically isn't out yet. So, you know, be happy that you won and then put it in patience mode. It's like Christmas. Sit back and relax for it. Crying out loud. All right. uh, We will step away, reload for the second hour. And uh, we got a lot to get to. We got a couple more giveaways as well. Sweet Smoke Q Juice and a $20 gift card from the good folks over at the Barbecue Superstore. A couple great interviews. And we are locked and loaded. I don't know if you're excited, but I'm excited. Are you excited? I know I am. All right, you are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. board here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going (laughs) you have a great show i'm a big fan 
So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. Just like that one in the second hour. I knew I had my microphone turned off. Yes, I did. I'm going to try and stand up. Oh, I could. I could do this show standing up, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, nobody can see me. All right, now I'm doing the show standing up. All right. Uh, Last to get to here in the uh, second hour. Plenty, 877-448-0433, Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com if you want to jump in. More than happy to have you. Lots of winning. Sorry, I can't actually stand up and do this show. Sometimes you got to try new things to see if it would really work. Things that really won't work would be me uh, standing up and doing the show. Let me uh, knock it down there a little bit. All right, perfect. Now we're back and ready to go. Uh, coming up, all right, let me move that scene changer. Got that for sure. Still to come tonight, uh, Chad Ward, Whiskey Bent Barbecue. And uh, I'm looking blue for some reason. That's not good. How am I going to fix that? Oh, boy. Let me see. Blue is not good. Blue is blue. Can I... No. I don't want to remove the source. That would be bad. All right, well, uh, we'll just have to stick with me being blue for a while. What's the worst that could happen? Me being blue. Nothing. Best thing ever. Thanks. Chad Ward coming up still. Uh, We also have George Shore from Pitmaker. He's going to be joining us. uh, So we're going to be flipping around the first hour. Uh, which was the Kingsford Invitational recap. We're going to uh, do an about-face, head out west, and we're going to be doing the World Food Championships recap. Yes. yes! Coming up on tomorrow's show, Ask Dr. Barbecue and the overall Grand World Food Champion, Dave Elliott of Porky McBeef. I don't know about you, but that could be one of the best names ever. Porky McBeef. Here's the new guest shot spot right there. There's a the new guest spot. If you're interested in coming in in the studios, uh, we can uh, put you right there. No problem. Be my pleasure to have you right there. And uh, that's what it would look like in a uh, double screenshot. That's beautiful. Uh, 877-448-0433, Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. If you want to jump in with me tonight, more than happy to have you. Again, congratulations to Patrick Paquette for winning the iGrill Mini. I think he actually called that son of a bitch when he rolled into the uh, chat room tonight. Look at that guy, son of a bitch. We got an email coming in from uh, Guy Shields. It says, hey, Greg, just stumbled across your show. 
24 hours of barbecue. Wow. Anyway, just wanted to say hi from Australia. Hope you're enjoying your Pepsi. Pepsi. Cheers, Guy Shields. Guy, thanks for writing in tonight. This is not a Pepsi. I don't even know what this is. Smells like there might be some uh, tea. Sunflower, not sunflower, uh, firefly, the sweet tea vodka. That stuff is awesome. It it could also be Captain Morgan's at 7, maybe. But there's also nice ice-cold water as well. The elixir of life, ice-cold water. Also got an email from Steve Ray. He writes, glad to be a member, and I really and I'm really glad I found your show about barbecue. I am new to the industry. I wondered if anybody talked about barbecue as a matter of fact manner instead of the golly, here we are with Myron Mixon and he's great. So Myron, what you been up to? Ain't nobody got time for that. I know. I want to get down to the bare knuckles. The bones, baby. Yesterday, I smoked chicken and turkey breast on my big green egg while watching your show archives on YouTube. Now that is a way to spend a Sunday. Thanks for the great entertainment. Steve Ray. Steve! Thank you, Steve, for A, writing in, taking the time to write in. Always appreciate that. And, uh, you know, to me, nothing makes this part I mean, it's not like I'm like, oh, God, I got to go do the show. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, I like doing the show. If nobody ever wrote me and told me they didn't like the show. I mean, I would still do it. I still like it. That's why I do it. First and foremost, I don't do it for the fame. I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for the hot chicks. No, no. Get that big stuff out of here. I do it because I like it. I do it for me because I like it. Let's me play out some weird... Radio fantasies and sports shows, sports center type stuff that I, you know, never would get to do. And oh, by the way, some people seem to like it, and they let me know about it when they write in. Makes me feel great. So, Steve, I appreciate you uh, again taking the time out of your day to do that. And you know, I agree. Nothing better on the Sunday than cooking chicken and turkey on the big green egg and watching me on the YouTube archives. Well, I lie about that. There's one thing better. That's listening to me instead of watching me. Unless you want to get on the vomit diet. Steve, at your own risk, my friend, at your own risk. All right, uh, I appreciate Steve for uh, saying that. Uh, There are some big events that are going to be coming up, but I wanted to mention this. This is a song that, you know, I'm freaking Spotify. You think this thing would be up and running? Maybe because I haven't had it up and running in about like uh, five months. It'll come up here in a second. Then you'll get what I'm about to say. Can I? I wonder if I saved it to my favorites. Uh, yeah. Okay. Does anybody remember this song? You tell me. Anybody know this song? Oh, look at Chad Ward. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, when this song first came out, I have to be honest. You know, I didn't really know what it was about, and I didn't uh, really pay attention to the words. Excuse me. Sir. Did you say that she's only 17? She's only 17. Come on, man. Oh, she's she's old enough for me. Old enough for you. What, old enough to go to jail, perv? I heard that song the other day on the radio. I'm like, man, Kip Winger is talking about getting down and putting the wood to a 17-year-old. He's an adult. That makes it uh, uh, statutory rape, you douche. Matthew agreed. That 17-year-old would be like 50 now. Well played, sir. But in the time of the song, she was only 17. That does not make it okay. That makes it gross, and you're a douche. Holy moly. She's only 17. Whispering sweet nothings in my ear. I'm only 17. God. Way to go, Kip Winger. Way to keep it uh way to keep it pervy for all of us. But yeah, I was rolling down the street the other day and I was listening to it and I was like, man, I think the, the riffs are solid on this. Plus, I mean, for as bad of a band as Winger is, Chad, I apologize. We could talk about it on air in a few minutes. But I have found a new deep respect and honor for uh, bands like a Rat and Dokken and Queen's Rush. Love those bands. Oh, my God. Love those bands. Give me some Rat all day long. Little, uh, As a matter of fact, you know I got little Rat. Got a little Rat here. Chad, you can uh, name this tune. Oh, this is my jam right here. You know it is. Body talk, body talk. Oh. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Round and round. You know I got that loaded up, too. Sure. All right, folks. uh, We're going to talk about iGrill. Patrick Paquette just won it. But now I'm going to tell you about the next generation of iGrill devices. They have arrived. You can now pre-order the iGrill Mini at iDevicesInc slash iGrill for $39.99. The iGrill Mini, everything you love about the iGrill, and so much more with a smart LED that indicates the progression of your temperatures and lets you know when you're in and out of the temperature range. Proximity wake-up to conserve battery life and an outstanding battery life of 150 hours. You get all these awesome features in a pocket-sized device at half the price of the original $39.99 for the iGrill Mini, one of the meat probe and one probe wrap. Now, the iGrill uh, magnetically mounts to your grill or smoker and even comes with an attachable magnet in case your ceramic smoker or other non-matic surface is uh, available. You can't stick it on somewhere? No problem. They got you covered in that regard as well. A little info on the product itself. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that pairs with your Apple or Android device using the free iGrill Pro app, which can be downloaded at the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, respectively your uh, operating device. The Bluetooth range up to 200 feet, so you can monitor your food from practically anywhere in the house. 
Gives you the free time to do what you want with the assurance that your food is being perfectly cooked. Go watch the game, have a beer, have four. Mow the lawn and throw up. iGrill's got your food covered. iGrill, uh, the traditional iGrill has dual probe capability. You can monitor two different pieces of meat at once. You can also measure the ambient temperature of your smoker by using the ambient temperature probe. They can be purchased at iGrillInc.com. Now, uh, within the app, you can set minimum and maximum temperature settings of your grill or smoker. If the food gets too hot or cold, the smart device will alert you. Enter promo code CENTRAL at checkout at iGrillInc.com. Get 15% off everything. And don't forget that iGrill offers free shipping on anything over 50 bucks. So there you go. Uh, first and foremost, go pre-order your iGrill Mini at iDevicesInc. That's the letter I, devices, I-N-C, iDevicesInc.com slash iGrill for $39.99. And then, when you go to iGrill.com and make your orders there, iGrillInc.com, iGrillInc.com, uh, enter promo code CENTRAL, save $15 off your entire order, and everything order uh, over 50 bucks ships for free. What could be better than that? Nothing that I can think of. So there you go, uh, iGrillInc.com or iDevicesInc.com slash iGrill to pre-order your iGrill Mini. Chad Von Ward coming up right out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. My next guest in the second, or my first guest in the second hour, an award-winning pitmaster, a... uh, host of his own barbecue talk show, which airs from 7 to 9 p.m. on Block Talk Radio. Uh, he has returned from a very successful weekend at the World Food Championships in Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's race over the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Chad Moore, joining me here on the show. Chadley, how are you, buddy? What's up, Greg? How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing very well. Appreciate you asking. And, uh, Chad, I appreciate you making time for the show. Um, you know, I... I 50,000 different places to get to considering, uh, you know, what you do uh, for a hobby just like I do from 7 to 9 uh, prior to me. And then, of course, uh, you actually get out there and cook your ass off when you can and, and work isn't involved. As far as the World Food Championships as a whole from, you know, somebody at your angle, a guy who's out there competing quite a bit during the course of the year at barbecue competitions, and then you go to an event like this, uh, you know, how, how, how do you view it from like talk show host perspective, then how do you view it from competitors' perspective? Well, like from a from a talk show host per- perspective, I would say, like talking about this event specifically, um, Wednesday night was a really cool deal. They had a big opening reception. So you got to do a lot of networking. You got to do a lot of talking to guys that, you know, maybe you'd seen on social media. Maybe you've commented on their stuff, commented on their, you know, they've commented on yours, whatever, but you've never made the face-to-face. So that's cool. So you kind of look forward to that aspect of it. But then at the end of the day, I mean, you know, once you get your meat inspected, I mean, the, the cook in you comes out. And, uh, yeah, you know, a- after all turn-ins are done, you know, you may go shoot the shit with some people and, and, and talk from, you know, more of a, hey, love to have you on the show kind of point of view. But I, I try to kind of keep them both separated. So I would say for me, you know, at this contest last weekend and, and really for any given contest, 
um, kind of once we get into putting meat on the grill, it's kind of you know you're you're in you're in cook mode. Chad, how did you um, how did you guys qualify for the event? So we qualified uh, with our win in February at the uh, Smoke on the Water uh, FBA contest in Winter Haven, which was just a it was an awesome win because you know Winter Haven's 15 minutes from us. Uh, the organizer's a, a good friend of ours, and um, it's a contest where Based on the proceeds from that weekend, it keeps two boys and girls clubs open year round. Wow. Uh, so great cause, great organizer, and everybody comes. I mean, Bubba, Myron, the all the best Florida teams. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's a two year wait list to get in the contest. Wow. Um, you know, so 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 to win it was was pretty awesome. Chad Ward, Whiskey Bend Barbecue and host of Whiskey Bend Barbecue in the pit, joining me here on the show. Uh, Chad, for the people that maybe, you know, the, the they listened to this show and they kind of heard me build it up a little bit, uh, but I didn't get into specifics. You were there, you know, how did the whole process go down from you? You know, bring us back to, you know, when you got into Vegas, when loading was and kind of how the whole weekend unfolded for you guys. So, so for me personally, it was 11 days. I was in Nevada. Wow. I, I flew out the Wednesday, bef- the two Wednesdays before the world foods. And I uh, waited for Matt Van from the uh, rock and roll capital of the world, Cleveland, Ohio, to, uh, to, to meet me on Thursday. And we actually drove to Laughlin and cooked uh, Ronnie Kate's uh, $50,000 barbecue uh, championship up there. And uh, we were very fortunate to have some really nice people like who's in chat tonight, uh, Diane Me, you know, loan us some pop-ups and this and that. And we cooked Ronnie's contest. We finished, uh, we got one call in ribs, and we finished 29th out of 81. Uh, and then we kind of made the drive back to Vegas on Sunday uh, went total Vegas degenerate on Sunday. Literally spent like two hundred bucks in the sports book and just <laughs> sat there and just sat there like a bum trying to stay warm. Uh, you know, drinking drinking cheap beer and watched every down of football from you know ten a.m. local time till after the Sunday night game, and it was cool as hell. It was uh, that was like old old time for you, right, Chad? <laughs> absolutely, man. It was uh, it was awesome. So. Uh, we did that on Sunday. Then, kind of Monday, Tuesday was kind of some downtime to mess around. Wednesday was the load end, uh, the load in at the World Foods. Uh, Thursday was kind of your prep day. Uh, Wednesday night, like I said, there was a reception uh, because of the amount of free vodka and uh, tequila that I partaked in. Our Thursday <laughs> prep day started a little bit late. Um, but the one unique thing about the World Foods compared to other barbecue contests is there's no chicken. Um, the other great thing about this weekend was, you know, it, it wasn't just me. It was Matt Van from Cleveland. It was uh, the co-founder of Whiskey and Barbecue, Jared Hatcher, uh, that flew out uh, middle of the week to join us out there. Uh, we had two other guys cook with us that, that usually don't. Um, JP here from Lakeland. And then also we had Lucas Hand from uh, from Las Vegas that always helps us when we go out west. So it was, uh, it was pretty easy. Even though we got a late start, we got everything ready to go. And uh, we were all prepped up about 5 o'clock on Thursday. Chad Ward from Whiskey Bend Barbecue joining me here on the show. All right, so as, as far as the levels of competition and, you know, obviously you were uh, taking part in the barbecue side of things initially, uh, what was required of the teams to cook? Uh, you know, what do you cook and, and how do awards and, and moving on and all that stuff go for you guys? Sure, sure. So you cook the first day. You're cooking uh, ribs, pork, and brisket. Uh, KCBS judges, KC, or, uh, KCBS judges, pretty much KCBS rules. 
I don't know if that's what they say, but that, they, that's I think they termed it uh, competitor um, series. Um, then, so that's for turn-ins on Friday. Turn-ins were two o'clock ribs, two thirty pork, three o'clock brisket. Uh, we didn't make a lot of changes. We cooked uh, the way we've been cooking the last couple of cooks. Uh, you turn that in, fifty-six teams, I think. You turn that in on Thursday, no, on Friday, and. You go to awards at six. You show up at awards at six, and they really don't start calling barbecue awards till eight. Um, but but what happens there is the top ten overall will then move on to the next day, which is a chef's choice. Do whatever the hell you want to do. Um, you know, come out of the box. So uh, that that's kind of the way it went. So if if you want, we can kind of jump to awards if you got in, unless you got yeah. something else there. No, go ahead. So we, we thought the cook was good. We were very happy. We uh, we had made some changes from what we did in Laughlin, some small flavor profile changes, this and that. Um, we are now cooking a little bit hotter. I think last time I was on the show, I was talking to you about, you know, running our southern bread at 225 to 245. Yep. Uh, we became more of like a 275 cook, and, and we really, really like it from a bark point of view, from a timing point of view. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we threw our meats on. It, it's pretty cool. It was the first time ever we threw our meats on at 4 o'clock in the morning. Literally watched the smoker come back up and then walked over to the El Cortez and we all cashed in for a hundred bucks at the blackjack table. <laughs> um, so that, that, that's a pretty cool little dynamic, but we get the awards on Friday. Um, if you haven't seen the pictures, I picked up a great pair of souvenir glasses, uh, gold LeMay with some Elvis uh, mutton chops coming down off of them. Loved them. <laughs> and, uh, we go to awards and we felt like we had a good cook. Uh, we get through and they're only calling top five, which I think something to me, I don't care if you only want to pay top five, but when you go to a contest that big with that many good cooks, at least call a top 10. So at least, you know, all of us cooks can sit back there and play the game about who's moving on and who's not. Uh, but we got no calling ribs, no calling pork. We definitely felt like brisket was our strongest. Uh, we got a second place brisket call. And about that time I looked at Matt and Jared and I said, you know what, man, I, I just want to get here. Top 10 whiskey event barbecue. I just want to go cook tomorrow. I don't, I don't want to be greedy. And then they were going to call it top 10 overall, and we were 10th place. Wow. Uh, so that that was the first award tonight. Yeah, so you, I mean, I, I, you don't want to say you squeak in, but you get the last uh, opportunity to go and cook the next day, which is what you wanted. So uh, you get you hear your name, you get 10th, you get to, to go on to the next day. Did you already have a game plan in mind as far as what you were going to do for the anything but or chef choice or whatever you want to call it? No, we, we had talked about, you know, 10 different things over the week. Um, but we really hadn't made a decision. So we knew being in 10th, uh, we knew from a, so what's kind of weird is they'll, they'll take and you get a KCBS score for the three categories on Friday. Then you get a, then they, there's a eat scoring system that they call for the world foods. And and that may be the other things, chili, bacon, all that stuff. Well, they take your KCBS score and convert it to a eat score. Cause eat like the top scores, like a 30 or 36, so you re- you really kind of look at the ground you got to make up. Well, we didn't have to look at the numbers. We knew we're tenth. We got to make up ground on everybody. Yeah. So we met, we all met down on a Saturday morning and said, "Look, you know, I said you're going to have to do one or two things. You either got to cook something that's simple, and if we do, you, it has to be perfectly executed, or we've got to go way out of the box and cook something different." Next thing you know, we went to Restaurant Depot, couldn't find anything. We go to Whole Foods and we look down and there's bison tri-tip. And we're like, you know what? We've never cooked bison before, but we know it's a lean meat. We know it has a different flavor. Uh, we feel like if we cook it well, we can have a shot. So how does it turn out? 
it turned out uh, we cooked a we got there we cooked a uh, we cooked a test piece. What our idea was was let's put it in the southern bread at like two twenty five and hit it with like a heavy cherry smoke. Yeah, which we did. Once it reached an internal of about one twenty eight, we uh, we took it and we had a uh, a fast eddy uh, p uh, pf five hundred I believe it's called, but it's got like yep. a sear zone on the left. Yep, and we had that thing piping hot, man. It must have been like six hundred degrees. And we took and we had a uh, truffle-infused goat cheese spread that we put on it. And so we, we had that butter, that, that compound butter. We put it on there. We seared it at, you know, I, was, I would say probably 550, 600 degrees for 45 seconds on each side. Put it out, put it in a pan, and, and wrapped it for, you know, I would say 10 minutes. And then we got to slice it. It was a perfect, you know, around 138 to 140, uh, which is where we wanted to be. Uh, we thought it was great. I mean, it was obviously the best bison we ever cooked, the best bison we ever ate. So I think it was the only. But um, <laughs> if, if I if I go comparing it to to, to beef tri tips I've cooked in the past, I, I think we we cooked it really even better. I like the flavor of that better than probably any beef tri tip we've cooked. All right, so you guys liked it. Uh, eventually, it all goes over to the judges, and it really just matters what they think. Uh, how does that end up going for you? Well, we thought so. So all you know is you go to awards. And there's going to be some moving around, right? There's going to be some jockeying. Um, so you go and you get caught up on stage, and you, all you hear is third, second, and first overall. So uh, Joe Beelan, Timmy Canoe goes third. He started third, and uh, Joe cooked pork belly. Yep. Um, you hear Reserve Grand, uh, Leanne Whippin, Chicago Q. She cooked a uh, leg of lamb. And then you talk about the big run from the back to the front. Uh, was uh, obviously Vic and George from Pitmaker, and they go from nine to one, yep. and they cooked uh, unsauced half chickens, which which kind of gets you to that point. Remember, I was talking about there's a decision you make earlier: you either go way out of the box, or you pick something simple and execute it perfectly. And those guys must have done that. I was I was really really happy for them. So we honestly didn't know how we finished till my wife went up to the to the pay cashier and said. Hey, I'm here to get Whiskeyman's check. And they said, oh, you finished sixth overall. Um, and then the kind of awkward thing was uh, Matt Van went down on Sunday to try to get the results of the the chef's choice. Yeah. And based on what we heard, we thought we finished second. But then when everything uploaded to the website today, we finished fifth in chef's choice. So I, I, I really don't know what happened. But uh, it was damn good. I would cook bison tri-tip again. If I, if I ever go back on Chopped and they give me bison tri-tip, I'll feel a whole lot better than that beef rib. Uh, Chad Ward joining me here on the show, breaking down uh, his time at the World Food Championships this past weekend. Um, you know, obviously disappointing to a certain degree because you didn't get to go on and kind of uh, be one of those uh, final table entrants. But, you know, how happy are you with the performance? I mean, obviously there was a lot of Florida guys there that did well in their own respectives in their categories. Uh, so as far as a Southeast showing, it seemed to go very well. But uh, how do you rate your overall experience over in oh, Vegas? It, oh, it, Oh, it was badass. I mean, we, you know, the cool thing was we talked to Mike Lake and uh, we were right there on the street, all five Florida teams. We had like a 20 by 60. So each one of us had like a 10 by 10. And then we put one 10 by 10 in the middle with like all the camp chairs. So that's where we hung out. But, uh, you know, Big Papa's Country Kitchen wins pork. Uh, Damon Woolley uh, from Woolley Bully Barbecue Mafia moves on to cook the next day with us. Um, you had a uh, Hot Wachula's Matt Barber. Also, we had four teams from Florida, and all uh, and four of them finished in the top fifteen, um, which was just great. 
Overall, man, I couldn't be happier. Uh, I hope they keep the same rule as last year and the top 10 get invited back. And uh, if they do, man, we'll definitely be there again. We, we're, we're very happy with it. Um, as far as big events left to go, uh, obviously the southeast portion of the country can be very hot. You got a big one going off in Georgia this coming weekend. Obviously there's uh, Plant City coming up shortly as well. Uh, Whiskey Ben Barbecue, you have plans to cook one, both, or none of those? Yeah, no, we're, we're going to be uh, four weekends straight. So we had Laughlin, we had the World Foods. This weekend, uh, about 10 minutes from the house, is uh, when Pigs Fly South, a KCBS contest. Uh, I believe it's uh, topped out at 50 teams. Uh, you got a lot of people, like I know, True Bud's going to be down here, IAB 30. A lot of those guys are cooking Lakeland. And then Plant City is only 10 minutes from where this Lakeland contest is at. So then a lot of them are going to you know, just whirl over to – to Plant City a couple days later and cook that. So we're cooking Lakeland, we're cooking Plant City. That'll finish our competition year. Uh, we're doing a thousand-person charity event the following weekend, um, and then a uh, 150-person uh, charity event for uh, for for battered children. So we'll be done kind of cooking competition-wise in November, cooking, cooking middle of December. Middle of December. And then as far as the show is concerned, Chad, everybody can uh, check it out Tuesdays from seven to nine uh, prior to the show on. Blog Talk Radio, Whiskey Men Barbecue in the Pit. Um, you know, a little update on the show. How are you finding it? Um, you know, now that you've had some some good amount of time, uh, still uh, repeatable, still kind of a, an effort. How do you like the show now? I, I you know, I, I'm very bad to say, Greg. The, the last two weeks I haven't done it because I've been traveling. Um, I enjoy it still. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I know I should keep doing it because when I don't do it, I miss it. Um, so yeah, I, I find it, uh, very repeatable, very fun still. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll be back on air next week. Um, you're obviously much more talented and regimented than I am. Yeah, I'm just a guy Thank that you. gets on there Thank and, uh, drinks, drinks a little whiskey and talks barbecue. Um, but, but, but I kind of like that. I kind of like the, 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 free flow and the free play. Um, but no, most definitely, man, I, I enjoy it and I, I see the radio show continuing on. Chad Ward is the pit master of Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit. Uh, WhiskeyBentBBQ.com. And then, um, oh, I was going to ask you to give out the website of your store, but you're still uh, still in lockdown, right? No, uh, WhiskeyBentBBQSupply.com. Oh, so we're good with that. Yes. WhiskeyBentBBQSupply.com. So uh, now that is an actual brick-and-mortar store that uh, is down to your neck of the woods, but if people want to hop online, they can visit that and, uh, and order at will now, yes. Um, not order at will yet, but there will be announcement coming very, very, very shortly. All right. Very, very shortly. All right. We don't want to get anybody in trouble here. So, uh, you know, keep up with, uh, Chad on the Facebook or, uh, through his website. And uh, as soon as things go down, he'll let you know, uh, this is Chad Ward, Whiskey Bend Barbecue. Chad, always appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Greg, before I leave, can yep. I uh, say yep. a special thank you and a hello to my three favorite Rempies, Bill, Connie, and Katie. Holla. I'm out. There he is, Chad Ward, Whiskey Bent Barbecue. Love that guy. Class act and really, you know, I I guess what I appreciate is, you know, he is ready to talk about it from, you know, a couple different perspectives. He can talk about it from the competition side of things because he does it, but then he also uh, is able to look at it in a way uh, like me, analytical. Uh, how would this work in a show? Uh, how can I make this into a take? And uh, give an opinion. Uh, so uh, 
I appreciate the, the the fact that he can look at it a couple different ways. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get out just a bit early so we can do the Q Juice giveaway. And uh, then we'll wrap it up with George Shore coming up after this. Um, Stephen DeFranco of Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. That's right, folks. If you want to get yourself a succulent timepiece, uh, time is evaporating. The end of the year is almost here. And when it's time for the end of the year, that means Christmas is not very far away. You can have a Bolova Precisionist watch just like this one. Custom made lugs there, those four red dots on the corners of the watch. Uh, watch doesn't come like that, folks. No, no, no. That's uh, Steve doing a little customization to match the uh, red numbers on the inside of the bezel and also the red second hand. He can do that for you, stephendefranco.com, or you can call him 440-943-2700, 440-943-2700. In fact, I heartily recommend that you call him and then ask for him and say, hey, I was perusing the website, I saw this particular watch, or I saw that particular piece of jewelry, and I would sure like to get the lowdown on... A, what the cost is, uh, am I buying the right thing, am I able to convey the proper message to my loved one, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, same-sex lover, whatever the case may be. Hey, love is love, brother. Uh, you want to get jewelry from somebody? Don't get fooled. Don't go to the mall. Don't go buy stuff from some slappy at Zales or J.B. Robinson or for somebody who doesn't care who's going to try and talk you up immediately because his commissionable or her commissionable dollars are at stake steven will sit there and listen to you he will take notes he will ask poignant questions then at the very end he will give you options to choose from but he's not there to sell you he's just there to help he's there along for the journey to end uh, and lend his expert advice uh, with the quivers of knowledge that he has uh, to shoot at you to help you get the right thing at the right price and meeting the right demands that you're uh, hoping to do StephenDefranco.com, that's Stephen DeFranco, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, or call him toll-free, 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Uh, we're back with Sweet Smoke Q-Jews giveaway right now. Time on the show, let me give stuff away for no money. That's why it's free of charge. You can win stuff and I'll give it away for free. All right, you can win Sweet Smoke Q Juice. And Jim Elser wanted me to let you know that uh, Sweet Smoke Q was used to win the pork category at the World Food Championships. Dana Hillis of Big Papa's Country Kitchen, which Jim sponsors, took first in pork. Fourth on uh, four of the top ten used it as well at the World Food Championships. Are you kidding me? Jim Elser, Sweet Smoke Q Juice. You can find that at SweetSmoke, the letter Q.com. That's Sweet Smoke. The letter Q.com if you don't want to, you know, feel bad about losing tonight and you just want to go forego the competition and the, the bad feelings that will ensue if you don't. And, uh, you know, you're off and running. SweetSmokeQ.com. Uh, in an email, you uh, write to me in the subject line, uh, Chad Ward Whiskey. Chad Ward Whiskey. And you can win Sweet Smoke Q Juice again at uh, one first place pork at the World Food Championships. And uh, four out of the top ten used it. Sweet Smoke Q, thanks to Jim Elser. SweetSmokeQ.com. That's Sweet Smoke, the letter Q.com. Good luck. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. 
and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back, and we do have a winner. Travis Clark wins Chad Ward Whiskey. Uh, Travis, go ahead and send me a uh, shipping address, and I'll get that over to Jim, and we'll get you hooked up. Uh, in the subject line there, put uh, I won Sweet Smoke Hugis. And include your shipping info, and you'll be all set. All right. Uh, where'd he go? There he is. Uh, give this guy a shout, see what happens. All right, uh, helping me close the show tonight, my final guest uh, also took part in the World Food Championships this past weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, they won the barbecue portion of this event, made it to the final table, and here to talk about it, none other than my man, George Shore from Pitmaker. George, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you, Chad? Doing, uh, Chad, I'm Greg, you I'm son of a Greg. bitch. I'm sorry, I'm chatting with Chad. Sorry. Look at this guy. Watch out. The check's in the mail, Chad, you rat bastard. All right. Uh, George Shore joining me here on the show. Look, do yourself a favor as we're talking here. If you have never taken five seconds to go over and uh, check out Pitmaker's website, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're probably doing your family a disservice as well, but we'll leave that a different story for a different day. Check out these pits these sons of bitches are making. Pitmaker.com. It's pitmaker.com. You are going to be absolutely blown away with the quality uh, and, and – I mean, the quality by itself is enough, I guess, George. But the stuff that you do with these things with the lights and the televisions and multiple cookers and the wings for, like, rooftops, these things literally, and I'm not kissing your ass here, uh, works of art, right, for sure. Thank you, thank you. We put a lot of passion into it. We put a lot of heart. Um, we work really hard. We have a saying, Greg, that they cook better than they look, though. We're about function first. Function is more important to us than uh, than looks, and they look pretty damn good. So yeah. take your cues from that. <laughs> All right, George. So uh, while we uh, get into you know what happened this weekend, for the folks maybe who don't know you uh, from the show, a little bit about you, and obviously you're making pits, but uh, when did you decide to get into the business, and was the competition thing like part and parcel? Uh, you get out there and you show the pits that they can cook, or you know, did one not necessarily follow the other? Um, they definitely definitely followed the other. I mean, we were metal fabricators at another company first, uh, Victor and I. It's a it's a it's a long story. People know that we got screwed over by the other company, and so we started pit maker ourselves. Set out to build a better pit in a in a hard economy and uh, worked really hard at it, and I think we succeeded. All right, so let's take a peek back at this past weekend, George. Uh, was this your uh, first trip out to the World Food Championships, or did you show up last year as well? Nope, I'm happy to say we were there for the inaugural last year. Uh, it was an amazing experience last year. We kind of finished middle of the road. You know, it's uh, these things have, uh, you know, the first ones are usually a little bit the hardest with the, the way they're, you know, inaugural in, organiza in, in organization and uh, – it was still a great experience this year, way better, 10 times better, better organized, better implemented. You know, they, even with all the TV stuff going on, it was a really awesome experience. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, did you notice a big, you know, logistical improvement? Um, and I heard majority of great things just for the first time, but, you know, this time around, 
it really seems to be even more complimentary than last year. Last improvement. Uh, Mike McLeod and his group over there at MWA and the WFC, they're really working hard to take care of the barbecue cooks. You know, I mean, if you, if you look at and analyze it, you know, 400 teams, uh, seven different food disciplines. Really, there's more than that. There's only seven counting towards the overall uh, grand at the WFC. It's really, you can imagine, just a total logistical nightmare. Um, but these guys really put it together. They put barbecue at the forefront, and they got to give our, our cards to them, give our hats off to them. They did a great job. Now, as far as the competition is concerned, uh, you know, you're cooking the ribs, you're cooking the pork, you're cooking the brisket uh, for that initial barbecue contest. Did you have a strategy going in that would be different from any other barbecue contest that you would normally cook in, or was it business as usual? Business as usual. You know, we wanted to do and execute what got us there, and uh, we showed up with the right tools and the right equipment. We had some ma- massive hiccups, uh, but we pulled it through. We worked hard and got it done. Now, you mentioned logistics and the potential nightmare, so apolo- I apologize in advance if I don't lay this out correctly, but aside from the barbecue stuff, were you doing, like, the other categories as well? Did you enter in, like, a bacon or a dessert or mm-hmm. anything like that? Well, we did. They had an optional side dish. We, we went for that. Uh, kind of at the last moment, we're, we, we were there. We set up everything. We got our barbecue ready, and we're like, you know what? We're here. Let's just pull it. Let's just do it. So uh, we ended up making a variation of the some sweet apples basically for the side dish didn't get it done in time we're about a minute late um you know just a little bit of organization but we had fun with it we ate them that was our snack for the day and then uh, we carried on and worked towards barbecue the next day and i don't think anybody noticed that we were late (laughs) (laughs) so as far as the barbecue side of things go um pretty run-of-the-mill for you guys uh no big uh, people like strippers coming in and trying to touch the pit or or anything like that No, no. Um, we did have one hiccup, mainly. Uh, so we had some meat sent in. It was still pretty frozen. We were stressing over that. We ended up uh, not getting that thawed out and ready to, to prep until four hours later than normal, which pushed us into 2 a.m. And we had to wake up at 5 a.m. the next morning to get, to get fired up. So first day, we only worked in about three hours of sleep. And then every day thereafter, we only worked about three or four hours of sleep because um, just getting things ready for the next day and moving our pits. The, the one bad thing about WFC each round that you uh, moved forward, you had to pick up your entire camp and move it to a different location. <laughs> so that, that, of course, as anybody knows, the hard, you know, one of the hardest things in barbecue is getting your camp set up and moving it somewhere else. So when the first round of barbecue was over, uh, Warren County Pork Chopper wins that. Uh, you guys were like ninth place, right? Yes. All right, so yeah. ninth place. Uh, Chad squeaks out in the 10th and was able to move on uh, just uh, below you guys. You know, what are you thinking? Are you like, man, just happy to move on? Were you like, we were happy to move on? Um, you know, going into the finals, we we didn't have a side dish. I think we we saw we saw Chad and his crew running around town with us, uh, running to uh, Whole Foods and Restaurant Depot. And uh, actually, no, that was for the the finals. Finals. We didn't see him for the semifinals. Uh, top ten in barbecue. But we have a great group of guys, and, and our team really pulled it out. Uh, some a team of ours. Uh, came together. Some of our customers came out to Vegas with us. Joe Lamone, um, Juan Almeida's, and uh, Ricardo came out, and his wife came out and just helped us. To, 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 and we, There was no way we could have pulled off without them. There was amazing help, great team, work with them anytime together again. Um, and, and, we, and also uh, Gary Howard from the Smoke Ring showed up and helped us out and got another team. We cooked with Gary a couple weeks ago at the uh, Jack, and it was awesome. 
All right, so you you squeak out or you, you get in, you're able to move on to the next one. And then it's uh, cook's choice. So you, you can't cook what you just cooked again for this one. What's the what's the game plan there? Are you going to go off well, the wall? You want to do something crazy? What are you doing? Right, the semifinals are anything but. You know, we went into that. Um, we're thinking, you know, well, we can get kind of crazy, a little bit more creative with this round. Let's do maybe it's kind of November, Thanksgiving, maybe some stuffed turkey breasts, uh, smoked, um, and do some more grilling caramelization. So we picked some goat cheese, some cranberry cheese uh, goat cheese, and we're going to do some stuff like that. We we can't find any turkey breasts that were thawed out, so um, we ended up going with chicken breast. We did a sample of that, and it tasted like ass. <laughs> the goat cheese was just overpowering. So we're stressed out at one point. Richard's like, you know what? Let's just do what we do. Let's do a chicken half, execute it, you know, Texas style. Let's show these KCBS boys how we cook chicken, um, you know, because in, in Texas, most of our comps, with IBCA and the Texas Gulf Coast Association yep. are just well chicken halves. And we feel a lot of times um, or that that is a better test of skill for a barbecue cookie to cook that entire chicken half completely well, you know, well with all parts moist and juicy coming out, you know, great. And uh, we went out, you know, all these guys, um, Chad is cooking uh, bison and we got lamb and uh, Leanne cooking lamb chops and we have uh, the pork bellies going on and all these kind of more exotic things. And then we go get some Walmart from chicken, uh, chicken from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> And just to execute our plan, like you know, like like business as usual on a Saturday for us at a cookoff in Texas, and and killed it. Went from ninth place to first place with that. Again, man, all our guys just uh, pulled together, kid helped out. We you know looked like a team of surgeons, like we're working together for years. When uh, with you know a couple of guys are a little bit newer to us, but you know they used our pits. They're, they're very familiar with them. We've cooked with Joe a lot of times before, and uh, we just killed it. Given all of the other exotic stuff that some of these other teams were cooking, did you think that maybe if if you didn't bring it out of the box, you, you might be pigeonholing yourself into to not moving on to the final finals? Um, you know, we felt we, after we decided to do the chicken. I mean, because we're so familiar with that item, it was just business usual, usual and uh, we knew we were knocking out of the park. You know, shortly thereafterwards. All right, so you get called uh, as overall uh, barbecue champ. I mean, you got to be pretty elated when that announcement's made, right? Definitely, definitely. It's a fantastic feeling on being on that stage against that caliber of competition. Uh, seeing seeing my partner Victor out up there, man, it was just a very, very emotional experience. Um, again, just top of the world feeling, man. You know, that's a great, great cookoff, uh, great organization, and. Uh, it was awesome to to be representing barbecue in that on that stand, standpoint. Texas barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great win there. And then, of course, you got to push right into uh, the finals uh, table or you know the final overalls. So, what's the gimmick there? Uh, you got to cook something completely different at this point, and you know who are you going up against? Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. You know that from that point on, it was just completely different ball game. You know, we go to the reception, say they say go to the reception. We'll tell you about the rules tomorrow. Reception is about 11 o'clock. Again, we have to move our camp and our trailer <laughs> from 11 o'clock. Mike Lake, one of the organizers down there, is calling me. He's going, hey, you got to get your trailer down, move down. And we're at the reception getting rules for the contest for the next day. We're like, Mike, I can't leave. We've seen, we kind of split the team up and sent a guy over there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was very stressful. Yeah. Got the trailer over there. Got kind of set up around midnight. Um, one, we're, we're strategizing. They throw us the reality show curveball. Hey, not only do you guys have to pick 
uh, a, a dish. <clears throat> it's supposed to be any of the four that we previously cooked, but we can get as creative as we want with it. In other words, you can take that chicken or that that beef and do whatever, but still be true to barbecue. Um, and then to uh, to top it all off, we have to do another Vegas themed dish for crowd presentation, crowd pleaser presentation. Yeah. So that um, that it will be voted on by the general public, and this dish has to be Vegas inspired and in looks, and the crowd is going to choose the one that they would most like to eat. So that was the challenge of that. Um, as we, we, you might know, we we chose ribs. We figured that's going to be the crowd pleaser. You know, every, that's ribs are universal. Everyone loves ribs. We executed yeah. some spare ribs to perfection again, moist, beautiful. Um, our concept was racking and rolling <laughs> ribs. Um, there's a picture of it, I think, on our Facebook page, and we won that round. So, won the crowd pleaser. For, uh, you know, this again, we're going up against gourmet pasta, gourmet burger, gourmet sandwich, uh, chili, and this beautiful desserts. And uh, again, barbecue prevailed. All right. So, in the in the in the end, you're uh, at the final table, and there's going to be winners announced. How does it go down? Okay, so we're 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 at the you know seven people now we're seven categories on stage, seven uh, representing bacon, which you know can be completely radical. They can do anything they want with bacon, <clears throat> chili, sandwich, burger, pasta, and dessert and barbecue. And uh, we kick gourmet pasta off the stage. You know we kick gourmet chili and, and burgers and I mean and the sandwich off the stage. The only thing left was burger. Dessert and us, so we're thinking, oh, okay, we're uh, we're top three with this, you know, you know. At that point, we're elated, you know. It's awesome again to see Victor up there. Just uh, the whole team was around me. We're right there next to the stage. Just great, wonderful feeling, man. And then uh, Wade, you know, is, is another barbecue guy, which is great to see. Yep. I have to throw this out there too. Out of the three people on stage, Wade with burgers and Dave with the dessert, we're both competition barbecue guys. Yeah. So. Competition, it was a great day for competition barbecue cooks, <laughs> period. You know, we prevailed on that. It was awesome just to see our, our fellow uh, competitors up there that were, you know, kind of doing something else but still, you know, competing. And then Wade gets the call off the stage with burgers. So now we're left with cake and barbecue. <laughs> cake I, and barbecue. It's, so, I mean, look, you think about it like this. You have the, the three things that are left – on the stage prior to the burgers getting the boot. You have barbecue, which is, for all intents purposes, uh, purposes, uniquely American. Americans love barbecue, no matter you know what region or mecca you are partial to. As a whole, everybody loves barbecue. <clears throat> what, what else does everybody love? Freaking Burger. hamburgers, man. Everybody loves burgers from north to south, east to west. And, of course, everybody loves dessert. So three of the things that Americans love most – Barbecue, burgers, and dessert are up there, so very representative of what everybody likes. So when burgers are kicked off, I, I mean, I'm speculating, of course, but you have to be like, no way freaking dessert yeah, is going to be beating us, right? We're all freaking out at that point. <laughs> uh, they did some, you know, they're filming, they're filming the TV show, so they did some retakes also, which were stressful as hell because they're like, okay, Victor Howard, think of Robert Dixon, just step forward. Okay, now step back. And then they said, Dave, with dessert, step forward, step back. So we're like, then they just they made him do it like twice. You're like, oh, my God, you're killing us. 
And we had a lot of people behind me, not just our team, were like slapping us on the back. You guys got this. No way cake is going to take down barbecue. You know, so we're just hyped up and they extended that moment for a little while. And, and then, of course, you know, they, they told uh, they announced Dave as a grand champion, you know, dessert cake. So, so uh, you know, let's be honest. Are you are you like, man, what the F? How can we lose to cake? Were you did you have some of it? I mean, was it like the bomb ass carrot cake or what? Yeah, man. After a little bit of analysis, you know, no, no discredit to Dave, but a little bit of analysis. Um, there's a couple of things that, that were messed up about the competition. One primarily was, you know, at the day before we kind of were, were thinking, okay, what, what to cook strategizing, what we're going to turn in. Uh, we, we figured brisket, brisket got us there. We had an awesome brisket left to cook, beautiful, uh, beautiful brisket we can execute. And that's what we ended up cooking. But, um, we're thinking that we asked the question, I asked the question specifically, is it how, you know, how long is before the judges taste it? You know, is it going to be like the other rounds? Yeah, they're going to taste it immediately. It's going to go right from the table, KCB style, right to turn in. And uh, it's going to go right to the judges, yeah. you know, mouths basically. I'm like, okay, well we can do a stylistic kind of slice of brisket, some, get some pool in there, uh, or some chopped, um, juicy chopped that they can really, you know, have another texture to compare with. And what ended up happening was we go, we turn in at 4 p.m. sharp. That's the turn in. We turn in our trays. We go to the stage at around 5:20, 5:30. As previous days was to hear the winners being announced. Instead, we see the judges all lined up, and we see all the dishes on a, two different tables next to them with our with our head cooks. Uh oh. And they're taking the trays after a little while to the judges to eat and score on TV, on camera, and on, on front of the stage, in front of everybody. So we're like, wow, no heat lamp, not even a styrofoam box. That brisket, that burger, everything else sat up there for an hour and a half before it got eaten after turn-in. So <laughs> what item is good sitting on yeah. a table temperature an hour and a half after yeah. turning what what item do you order at every restaurant that comes out room temperature and sets very good and tastes it it's cake right cake. if chicken <laughs> if chicken sits an hour i mean or brisket sits an hour and it's sliced i mean you're kind of screwed yeah not you know it's same thing burger and pasta are gonna yeah. dry out you know everything's gonna dry out man maybe chili might be a little less congealed but you know it's just it's that was a little rough that was a little rough to see after you know you know, looking at that point, you know, it was great just to be on that on that stage, you know, winning barbecue as a food item over all the other categories. And that level of, of uh, judging was awesome. But, you know, all said and done, they, I wish they would have tasted it right away and got that film off the stage. A little bit, uh, a little bit disappointing on that. That's, yeah, you sure. know, that's the only hiccup. No discredit to Dave. You know, great guy. Deser you know, I'm sure he deserves what he got. And uh, a little rough to, to lose like that, though, for, you know, maybe what might have not been a loss if everything even tasted fresh. There you go. Uh, George Shore from Pitmaker joining me here on the show, pitmaker.com. Uh, George, before I let you go, and I appreciate the recap, uh, you guys cooking any more this year or are you all done? Yeah, we're, uh, we're in it into the, the Western Wood uh, series. Great things to come. Um, we have uh, – I'll shut out shut out a little little secret. You know, we shot a TV pilot. Um so that may be picked up. Nice. Some exciting things for Pitmaker coming up across the board. Um, new items, new types of pits. Stay tuned to us, guys. We're going to knock out of the park. All right. Uh, you are listening to my man, George Shore, Pitmaker, pitmaker.com. 
George Orge, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Greg. You got it. There he is, George Shore. And again, the website, pitmaker.com, if you want to uh, check it out. Like I said, man, if you haven't checked out his pits, you're doing yourself a disservice. Those things are... I don't know if I've ever called a pit sexy. Yeah, they could be sexy. Things that are sexy are guys that want to make sure that their customers are happy and that their competitors' customers are happy. And, of course, we all know that Dave Bosco is doing that right now. And at this very moment, he's doing it right now. Uh, if you are somebody that has uh, decided to try a commercial injection and you don't eh, spend 50 bucks on it or however much you bought, you're like, eh, it's not that good. What am I going to do? You know, in the past, you had to throw that out. Get that wee stuff out of here, as Austin Carr would say. Then, of course, your wife is pissed because you spent all this money on an injection that you're not going to use. Forget about that. Don't do it anymore. Go to ButcherBBQ.com. Don't throw the rub out, or don't throw the injection out is what I'm trying to say. Go to ButcherBBQ.com. Look at the top right. See where it says trade-in link? Click that. Then print off the slip. Return whatever the commercially made injection that you have, whatever amount there is up to five pounds. Send it back today. He's going to weigh it, and then in return, and at your demand, he will send you back prime injection, pork injection, a bird booster, or the beef injection, whichever one you want. How nice is that? So now, instead of taking it in the shorts on the bad injection, Dave is going to pick you up. He's going to take the bad stuff. Uh, maybe he's shooting it off at the Mars. I mean, who knows where the hell the bad stuff's going, but he's going to give you the good stuff in return and make you happy also carrying a full line of rubs and sauces. You know, Butcher Barbecue is certainly the place to go, and the products don't lie. He does very well with them. He uses his own products on the circuit. Uh, I use his products in my backyard. We're both winning. Uh, I don't win do the competition stuff. I leave that to Dave. But I'm winning in the backyard, believe me. The high fives are plenty when people are tasting uh, the rubs and the sauces that I use in my backyard. And it's all thanks to ButcherBBQ.com. ButcherBBQ.com always. Trust your butcher. We're back to wrap up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. And uh, we're going to have to make a hasty exit so we can make sure that we meet the time. Uh, look, uh, all the way back in the first hour, we got to thank uh, Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's, winning the Kingsford Invitational second-year event. Big win for him. He'll be a king of the smokers as well. Also, Brad Orson from Shed, ShedBBQ.com. He was a judge at Kingsford Invitational, getting some insight there. Uh, if you liked his show on the Food Network, send emails to them expediently, expeditiously, and judiciously to uh, have them get picked up for a second season if you like the show. He would appreciate it. I would appreciate him appreciating if you appreciate it. In the second hour, Chad Ward talking about his time at the World Food Championships, and we turned that and backed it up uh, with the guy that won the barbecue competition portion of that, George Shore from Pitmaker and his team, Pitmaker BBQ. I'm sorry, Pitmaker.com, building a superior barbecue pits. Well served. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow night with Dr. Barbecue and Dave Elliott from Porky McBeef. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until then, uh, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.